You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and things are good in my house today. We've got uh, a new motherboard to replace to fix, hopefully, my ailing computer, a uh, mini ITX NAS build that I'm going to be working on this weekend. That's right, for those that didn't know, I build computers in my spare time. And to top it all up, I've got actual content to talk about in this week's episode. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and hit our first segment. List building with Joe. And this week, I'm going to give a little bit of love to the First Order, uh, which surprises no one. But this is a weird list that, uh, believe it or not, I actually had a dream about. I have no idea if it's any good. I haven't had a chance to put it on the table yet. But uh, the the concepts behind it seem solid. So what do we have? Well, we have uh, Tylo, Kylo, <laughs> Kylo Ren, Tylo, Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper with Brilliant Evasion, Juke, Sensor Scrambler, Shield Upgrades, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. We've got Wrath also in the Whistler, Whisper, geez, I can talk today, with Juke, Predator, Ion Cannon, Sensor Scrambler, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Hollow with Proud Tradition, Deuterium Power Cells, and Electronic Baffle. And Gideon Hask with Fanatical, Proud Tradition, Biohex Crypt Codes, Sensor Buoy Suites, Tactical Officer, General Hux, and Targeting Computer. And the idea behind this is um, in the early rounds, you're using Hux to coordinate the evade to both Kylo and Wrath, who are going to be executing blue maneuvers in order to clear the stress, and so that way they're going into the fight focus evaded. Um, and then in the later rounds, you've got Hollow to pass those evade tokens around to whoever's left. So hopefully that makes them a little bit more survivable. Um, Juke can be uh, or a particularly nasty uh, bit of tech. Um, if it's used correctly, you've got three fives and a four. So uh, you're bringing big orange. Uh, and I, I think that this list has the potential for legs. I, I don't know if it actually does, but uh, I, I think it could possibly uh, be a force to be reckoned with. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment. AMG Rules Forum. Alright, we'll start off the first one with Daredevil and Afterburners. OP. Is an already stressed ship able to use Daredevil to change the template used by the boost action from Afterburners since Afterburners states even while stressed? The answer to that, of course, is yes. Next question. OP. Hi. Weird interaction came up. Does Finn Gunner Trigger if a player is not able to roll dice when they attack or defend. Example, Ray is strained and defends. The enemy is in her front arc. It attacks, rolling two hits. Fintex states, while you defend or perform a primary attack, if the enemy is in your front arc, you may add one blank result to your roll. 
can a can Ray add a blank result? In quotes, to your role had us confused in our game. I see that all conditions have been met to activate Finn. My opponent pointed out I had rolled no dice, so there was no role to add a blank result to. What language takes precedence here? Answer. 3A. Roll defense dice. The defending player determines a number of defense dice to roll, starting with the defender's agility value, modifiers that increase or decrease the number of defense dice, such as range bonuses, whether the attack is being obstructed by an obstacle, and other effects are applied. Next, if any minimum or maximum number of dice has been set, the limit is applied. There is always a minimum of zero and a maximum of six. Then roll that many dice. In this instance, you roll zero dice and subsequently modify the non-results. Next question. OP. Hi, rules team. Chewbacca, the Resistance Scavenge YT-1300 ability text is the following. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is destroyed, before that ship is removed, you may perform an action. Then you may perform a bonus attack. Under the attack rules for Aftermath, abilities that do not grant bonus attacks 6A and B trigger before bonus attacks that do 6C and D. Assuming this is the context of an attack, is Chewbacca's ability considered both categories then? Means the two claws trigger separately, one in 6A and B and one in 6C and D, or just the latter, then means the whole effect must be resolved once in steps 6, D, C, and D. Answer. Chewbacca's Resistance YT-1300 pilot ability states text is a single ability. The then simply indicates the order in which the two parts are ex- executed. As such, both parts occur together in the aftermath of, sex, of steps 6C or 6D. Next question. OP. Rebel Crew, Gen Urso, ability is read as, if a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 would gain a focus token, it may gain one evade token instead. The Rebel Hawk 290, Kyle Katarn pilot ability, is read as, at the start of the engagement phase, you may transfer one of your focus tokens to a friendly ship in your firing arc. If Kyle Katarn transfers one of his focus tokens to a friendly ship in his firing arc, which has Gen Orso on board, can that friendly ship trigger Gen Orso's ability and gain one evade token instead of one focus token? Answer, yes. Next question. When you have multiple ships at the same pilot value, with automated target priority about to engage, and the first ship destroys the closest valid target, only one ship at range 1, for example, can the next ship shoot another target at a further range, or since the ship is destroyed and has not been removed from the mat yet, it must be chosen as the closest valid target, i.e., does a destroyed ship count as a valid target? Answer. Destroyed ships that have not been removed due to simultaneous fire are valid targets. And that was the last one that we were going to read for today. All right, there is a bunch that I want to talk about in this episode, and as such, it may run a little bit longer than um, a typical Salt Mines episode, but that's okay. Um, 
So let's go ahead and get right into it. We're going to start with the mid-tier results from the World's Open Qualifier in Hanover in Germany. And we're going to look at the mid-tier list and kind of see uh, what could have been uh, had variants or pilot decisions gone a different way. So with that said, we've got Martin Tanner running CIS with Django with Marksmanship, Jamming Beam, Count Dooku, Proximity Mines, Contraband Cybernetics, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Two Hall Chore Prototypes with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. PFS081 with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. And one, two, three Separatist Drones with Discord Missiles, Grappling Struts, and Independent Calculations. Next, we've got X-Racer. Flying the Rebellion, we have Benthic Two Tubes with Marshmanship, Perceptive Copilot, Leia Organa, Pivot Wing, Harrison Dula with Crackshot, Marshmanship, Fire Control System, Proton Rockets, and Vectored Cannons, Dutch Vander with Proton Torpedoes, and Wedge Antilles with Elusive, Trickshot, and Proton Torpedoes. Next, we've got Stefan Olfer? Olfler? Sorry about the name pronunciation. And uh, flying First Order, we see Midnight with Marksmanship, Cluster Missiles, and Afterburners. Quick Draw with Marksmanship, Predator, Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control System, Afterburners. Kylo Ren with Advanced Proton Torpedoes and Proton Rockets. And Commander Malaris with Marksmanship and Cluster Missiles. Next, we've got Wolfgame Weber. Also flying CIS with General Grievous without maneuver and pervium plating is Solus One, IG-102 with sync laser cannons and shield upgrade, a Bactoid prototype, two of them, with fire control system, energy shell charges, discord missiles, independent calculations, and landing struts, and two hall chore prototypes with energy shell charges, independent calculations, and grappling struts. Next, we've got Kimpas flying the Empire, and we see Darth Vader with Brilliant Evasion, Malice, Debris Gambit, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control Systems, Electronic Baffle, Moff Gideon with Proton Rockets, Gideon Hask with Proton Rockets, Iden Versio with Heavy Laser Cannon and Tracer Missiles, and two ISB Jingoes with False Transponder Codes. Then we've got Rajir flying the Resistance. We have Poe Dameron with Backwards Tail Slide, Elusive, R3 Astromech, S-Foils, Proton Torpedoes, ZZ Tlow with Elusive, Proton Rockets, and Advanced Optics, Kai Thernali with Tierfon, Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, Watchful Astromech, Proton Bombs, Targeting Computer, and Engine Upgrade, Sasha Zaro with Expert Handling, Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Bombs, Delayed Fuses, Targeting Computer, and Wilsa Teslo with Ion Cannon Turret, Watchful Astromech, Proximity Mines, and Targeting Computer. Then we've got Benjamin Mack playing Boba Fett with Fearless Electro Chaff Missiles, False Transponder Codes, Slave One, Ahsoka Tano, and Veteran Tail Gunner, Q9, Zero with the Mandalorian, the Child, BT-1, Babu Frick, 
Razor Crest title, Cad Bane with Notorious, Heavy Laser Cannon, Ion Cannon, False Transponder Codes, Xanadu Blood, and Seismic Charges. Then we got Blau Zoo flying Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Sensor Scramblers, Shield Upgrade, Enhanced Jamming Suite, Gideon Hask with Proud Tradition, Elusive, Biohex Crypt Codes, Agent Terex and Tactical Officer, Ember with Proud Tradition and Pattern Analyzer, Commander Malarus with Fanatical and Cluster Missiles, and Scorch with Proud Tradition, Fanatical, and Advanced Optics. Then we've got Grayson Spencer flying Turfaneur with Lone Wolf, Crackshot, and Targeting Computer, Pierce Abok with Trickshot, Targeting Computer, two ISB Jingoists with Overtuned Modulators, Zertex Strom with Trickshot and Fire Control System, a Black Squadron Ace with Elusive, and Wampa with Elusive. Then we've got Volker Lampe, Flying Morna Key with Trickshot, Emperor Palpatine, Agile Gunner, Seismic Charges, and Dauntless, Darth Vader with Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Afterburners, two ISB Jingoists with Overturned Modulators, and Wampa with Elusive. Then we got Wiktor. Flying Hollow with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, and Concussion Missiles. Commander Malarus with Concussion Missiles. Breach with Proud Tradition, Proton Torpedoes, and Proton Bombs. And Kylo Ren with Brilliant Evasion, Sensor Scramblers, and Proton Torpedoes. Then the last one that we'll read in this first heat is Ben Hibbert. Flying Kylo Ren with Malice, Instinctive Aim, Elusive, Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, Munitions Failsafe, Enhanced Jamming Suite, Commander Malarus with Marksmanship and Cluster Missiles, Nightfall with Marksmanship, Proton Rockets, Sensor Scramblers, Enhanced Jamming Suite, Grudge with Elusive, Automated Target Priority, Electro Chaff Missiles, and Skilled Bombardier and Proximity Mines, and Scorch with Fanatical, Advanced Optics, and Electronic Baffle. That'll do it for Heat 1. Let's go ahead and look at Heat 2 as well. And for Heat 2, we start with Harrison Sharp, flying Vizier with Emperor Palpatine, Captain Pharopaw with Discipline, Gar Saxon, Targeting Computer, Commandant Goron with Shield Upgrade, two ISB Jingoists, one with Cloaking Device, the other with Contraband Cybernetics, a Black Squadron Ace with Discipline, and Wampa with Discipline. Next, we got Mark LeBold, flying Poe Dameron with Heroic, R4 Astromech, Ferrosphere Paint, Proton Torpedoes, Overdrive Thrusters, Munitions Failsafe, Integrated S-Foils, Black One, and Jamming Beam. Kazuto Ziano with Notorious, Cluster Missiles, R6D8, False Transponder Codes, Targeting Computer, Kaz's Fireball. Wilsla Tesla with Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Bombs, Engine Upgrade and Targeting Computer, Sasha Zaro with Tearflon Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, Ion Bombs, Engine Upgrade, Targeting Computer, and Kai Thernali with the Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, L4ER5, Seismic Charges, Targeting Computer, and Engine Upgrade. 
Next, we have Matu, flying Grudge with elusive automated target priority, electro-chaff missiles, skilled bombardier, proximity mines. Dread with electro-chaff missiles, skilled bombardier, and proximity mines. Whirlwind with fanatical elusive proton rockets, sensor scramblers, enhanced jamming suite. Nightfall with fanatical proton rockets, sensor scramblers, and enhanced jamming suite. And Midnight with elusive concussion missiles and shield upgrade. Then we have Jan Tillman flying General Grievous with Outmaneuver, Impervium Plating, Solace One, Pre Vizsla with Bokaton Craze, Veteran Tail Gunner, Electro Chaff Missiles, Mandalorian Optics, Swivel Wing, DFS 081 with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts, and three Separatist Drones with Discord Missiles, Grappling Struts, and Independent Calculations. Then we have Rafaru, flying Bo-Katan Craze. This is also CIS, with Predator, Veteran Tail Gunner, Drop Seat Bay, Gauntlet, Swivel Wing, Death Watch Commandos, Django Fett, General Grievous, Pre Vizsla, with Trickshot, Novice Technician, Veteran Tail Gunner, Electro Chaff Missiles, Mandalorian Optics, and Swivel Wings, DFS-081, with Discord Missiles, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts, and two Separatist Drones, with Discord Missiles, Grappling Struts, and Independent Calculations. I'm actually <laughs> kind of interested in the list. Bringing two gauntlets to the table um, is not something that I would have personally thought of, but uh, you can see here, uh, coming right in the middle of the pack, um, definitely nothing to sneeze at. All right. Next, we have Sebastian Kinziel flying Wedge Antilles with Predator, Elusive, Proton Torpedoes, R4 Astromech, and S-Foils. Luke Skywalker with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Proton Torpedoes, R3 Astromech, and S-Foils. Finrau with Swarm Tactics, Tristan Wren, and R4 Astromech, and Dutch with Dorsal Turret, Plasma Torpedoes, and R3 Astromech. Pretty standard list we've seen in the past there. All right, next we've got Kleiner Feller flying Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, Munitions Failsafe, Enhanced Jamming Suite, Commander Malaris with Fanatical, Cluster Missiles, Scorch, Scorch with Fanatical, Predator, and Advanced Optics, Dread with Electro Chaff Missiles, Skilled Bombardier, and Proximity Mines, and Grudge with Elusive, Automated Targeting Priority, Electro Chaff Missiles, Skilled Bombardier, and Proximity Mines. Then we have Roger Yeski flying Contrail with R2-D2, Alpha 3B Besh, and Seismic Charges, Knack with Fire Control System and Concussion Missiles, Oddball with Tierfon Belly Run, Proton Torpedoes, and R3 Astromech. Plukoon with Shattering Shot, Predator, R7A7, and Calibrated Laser Targeting. And OB-1 with Brilliant Evasion, Shattering Shot, Predator, Jamming Beam, and Shield Upgrade. Then we have Michael Krentz flying, this is a scum list, Maul with Hate, IG-88D, Lando Calrissian, 
Gar Saxon, Contraband Cybernetics, Knight Brother, Swivelwing, Dengar, with Notorious, Plasma Torpedoes, Suppressive Gunner, False Transponder Codes, Punishing One, and R4B11, and Kenan Jarrus with Compassion and Ahsoka Tano. I kind of like that. You got two large base ships and Cannon with two force to kind of reduce the damage coming in. Interesting. All right. Next, we've got Beskar flying CIS with DFS-081 with Discord missiles, independent calculations and grappling struts, General Grievous with outmaneuver, impervium plating, and Solus-1, and Jango Fett with Notorious, Count Dooku, Proximity Mines, False Transponder Codes, Slave-1, and Boba Fett, and rounding out the list is Cad Bane with Treacherous, Ion Cannon, Heavy Laser Cannon, Xanadu Blood, and Proximity Mines. And the very last list that we'll talk about from Germany is Stefan Hopf, Flying Ray with Heroic, Rose Tico, Novice Technician, Finn, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon, Elo Atsi with Elusive, Heroic, Ferrosphere Paint, R6D8, and Integrated S-Foils, Nine Num with Heroic, Pattern Analyzer, R3 Astromech, Inter- and Integrated S-Foils, and BB-8 with Ferrosphere Paint and Automated Targeting Priority. So that's a look at um, one of the world's qualifiers in Germany and some of the lists that could have, should have, would have performed better had any other factors gone in. I highly encourage you to go in and look at the... um, Look at the results on List Fortress and see what some of the top lists were, as I don't know if the rest of the podcasts are going to be covering uh, Germany's event. And this is where this episode is going to take that little bit longer stretch. I'm almost wondering if I should make this into another episode, but I'm, I kind of decided that I'm not going to um, just for... I. I don't know. I really want this content to go out this week. Um, and then if that means that um, I don't have anything to talk about next week, then so be it. But uh, I think we're going to have stuff to talk about next week with Gen Con being this weekend. So anyway, let's get into it. Here's what I wanted to talk about. 39 ways to be better at board gaming and to win. The first one is kind of self-explanatory, but focus on the game. Focus on what it is that you're doing. And really how this all applies to X-Wing is, um, you know, trying to be that better player. Here are some different ways that um, can help you do that. So the second one, play to win. Third, don't cut your friends any slack. This one I'm a little bit... Uh, iffy on um, casual X-Wing is the best X-Wing. Four. Know how you can win. So, and we've heard this talk about know what your win conditions are at each point in the game because the game is constantly in flux and constantly changing. Five. Don't go after personal goals. This one's um, 
a little bit more broad, but the idea behind it is uh, focus on what you need to win the game, not so much um, what you would personally like to like to do. So how that would look is, oh, I see Dengar across the street from me or across the table from me. I want to go in and destroy Dengar. Well, that might be a good win condition, but that might not be uh, the win condition that you need to focus on. Number six, know when the game ends. And this is kind of going into hitting back onto number four. Um, know what your win conditions are and what needs to happen with that. Number seven, watch other players, especially the best player. So you know where your position in the game is and so you can learn from them. Eight, play the same game with different people. This is one that is really easy to do and... um, it's important to to get your games in, but important to play other people because it's going to show you different play styles. It's going to show you things that you may not have seen. But I think there's there's this other little aspect in here that I w- want to point out, and um, it and there's this thing in the firearms community where you can go to the range and you can shoot, but you may not necessarily be training. So, yes, play the same game with different people, but when you play the game, have a focus, a specific thing that you want to do in the game to help your training. Number nine, learn the rules by playing on your own. This was a lot easier when uh, Fly Casual was up and running, um, but you can still do it. Um, you can still practice putting templates down and um, imagining where the ship is going to be, looking at different rules interactions and that kind of stuff. Those are all uh, valid ways to move forward and kind of play on your own with the game. The next one says play many different types of board games. Um... This is play, and how it relates to X-Wing, is play many different factions if you can. Look at different lists and how they fly, how they work um, together, and um, go, go forward from there. Next is play a cooperative game. Now, for this one in X-Wing, look at team matches or play scenarios where you can work with someone because they might do something that you aren't expecting. And again, this is learning from other players. All right, the next one, play how you wouldn't normally play. So this one's a little bit difficult, but try to make a decision that you wouldn't normally play. I know that in practice games, for me personally, uh, I have taken time where I will make a move in a practice game that I wouldn't make in a tournament move um, because it just seems too close to me for whatever reason. Do this. That's how you're going to learn 
the distances, the little nuances of the game. All right, next, learn the vulnerabilities and tough moments. So again, with X-Wing, learn what your ships are vulnerable to and learn what they uh, excel at. So I'll give you an example. I've been flying the same list now for a couple of weeks. It's the one that I took second place in the last tournament in, and I am in an incredible losing streak with that list right now. But a lot of that has to do with me being too aggressive with Von Reg and Wrath and not aggressive enough with some of the other ships. So that's something that I have learned from these matches, but they've all been losses. All right, next one. Discuss strategy at the end of the game. So as you finish your game, ask their whoever you're playing with to kind of go through some of the strategy where they were thinking early in the game, later in the game, and uh, talk about what you did, the reason why you did it, and maybe maybe you might learn a bit of information that you wouldn't have learned before. Next, ask a good player to give you feedback. As always, um, you know, you're... You're looking at those good players and you want feedback and that's how you're going to improve. I know that seems kind of um, silly to say, but it's true. That's how you're going to improve in the game. All right. Next, look up strategy guides online. This one's a little bit uh, harder, but the idea is... You know, there are lots of blogs, there's lots of X-Wing podcasts, there are lots of resources for you to go out and kind of get an idea of how other people are playing, what they're doing. So take advantage of those and pay attention to them if you really want to get better at the game. Next one, this one's really tough for a lot of people, and that's analyze yourself, what your strengths and weaknesses are. Um... It's incredibly difficult to uh, objectively analyze yourself and what you're doing. Um, But if you can do it, and this is where talking to other players, especially better players than you, is, is going to play the biggest factor. Because if you can talk to someone, you can analyze yourself and say, hey, this is what I think I did right, or this is what I think I did wrong. And then they might point out something else or they might agree with you. That's how you're going to get better at analyzing yourself. All right, next one, be adaptable. Of course, this is important in any game, but especially in X-Wing, you have to be flexible. Uh, You have to adapt your win conditions as the game progresses. Next one, pick your favorite game apart. And this is kind of, you know, look at it, look at the game and find what it is that you like and really pick it apart and learn to understand it. Now, this could be a list. This could be a faction. um, It could be anything like that, but you want to look at it and really get a feel for that particular thing that you're looking at. The next one, pick one strategy and go for it. Now, this is kind of harder uh, with X-Wing, 
But if you're trying to win on objective points, then focus all of your maneuvering on that. If you're trying to win on destruction, then focus your maneuvering on that. Alright, next one. Plan several turns ahead. Now this is kind of difficult because, you know, the the more choices that you, or the more turns you plan ahead, the more choices you have to plan for, and it makes it kind of difficult. Uh, but if you can do that, it helps put your ships in a position where you want them to be in a couple turns by where they are now. All right, next one, play to the strength of your ships. So if you have a pilot that's particularly good like Wedge is just a good solid puncher, play to his strengths. Don't try to arc dodge with Wedge, not to say that you can't, but go in there to punch. Next, properly weigh out your options and risks. This is very important, as especially when we're talking about a variance game where weighing out your options is going to be incredibly important. And then what your risks are for different maneuvers. Use your resources effectively. Uh, one thing that I learned in playing Magic for a while, your health is a resource. Use it effectively. Next, practice playing games online or with apps. So this is a great opportunity, especially with TTS and the Gold Squadron Forum and the X-Wing Forum and the Fly Better Forum and the Craig Cup Forum and all of that, or I'm sorry, Discords for all of those, to be able to go in and find an opponent online and get a game in or two. Um, all right, next one. Know when to switch tactics. Um, I mean, you could be, your original goal could be to win on objective points, but then when you look at it, you may have lost a ship you weren't counting on, and now you have to, to switch your tactics in the game. So know when to do that. Next one, use your position to your advantage. So again, same thing with where you put your ships, put them, use that positioning to your best advantage. Next, do the unexpected. Um, I, I cannot count the number of games that I was able to win by doing a maneuver that uh, my opponent just wasn't able to account for. Now, that doesn't mean that it was a uh, uh, unexpected maneuver. I mean, I thought that it was a pretty obvious maneuver, but my opponent didn't count for it or didn't do it. Or there will be times where I'll look at it where I'll put a ship in a uh, weird location simply because uh, my opponent may not expect me to do that type of maneuver. All right, next one. Use your best moves at the best moments. So the idea here is if you have a pilot that has a specific ability, use that at the best time. Now, how do you know when the best time is? You'll know. There's just no other easier way to do it. All right, next one. Mess up other people's plans. So this is, you You can get an idea of what your opponent's trying to do based on how they set up. 
So mess with their plans. If it looks like they're going to be going after objectives, then really get in there and kind of mess with that. If it looks like they're trying to just joust you, spread your ships out and make them difficult to do that. But play against what your opponent's trying to do. The next one, and this is a great way to get better at anything, is to teach. Um, You're going to learn more about the game through teaching than you ever will playing. The next one, get good at mental arithmetic. Now, this one can be a little bit different, but you... So the idea here is X-Wing is a dice game at its core, right? Well, not really at its core, but it is a, it is a dice game. It's something that we have to consider. So I want you to not memorize the dice tables, but have an understanding of what they are. And that's going to help you make your decisions and, and weigh your risks. All right, next thing. Notice which cards or tiles have our already gone so which ships are already in play and which ones are no longer in play that's very important next one read and understand what the cards say i cannot tell you the number of games where i'm like okay yeah i have an idea of what my opponent's ships do and i'll kind of glance over it and won't think about it until an interaction comes up in the middle of the game and then i'll be like oh that works like that Well, crap. Uh, So take the time to read not only what your opponent's stuff does, but take the time to read at what your stuff is. And the very last one that we'll talk about here is find when I, I don't know if I agree with this one, but it says find players who aren't as good at board games. And this is a great way to build confidence, uh, but you also want to play against people who are better than you so you can improve your own game. So in a way, you kind of want to find a mix. You want to be able to look at, um, play people who are both better than you, the same as you, or in your same skill bracket, and uh, weaker players than you. And what that's going to do is it's going to help you, one, increase the total number of games that you've played, help you understand, and it's going to help you see things um, that you may may have been doing in the past that um, in a worse player, that you'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was doing that, and I see why now. So it's, it kind of leads to those eureka moments. And that'll bring us to the end of the episode. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your continued listenership. Um, Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Consider becoming a patron if you'd like to see this podcast grow. One of the things that I can tell you is I've completely rearranged my travel schedule here in August so I can take part, excuse me, in some more tournaments that I normally wouldn't have had time to do. So um, I'm trying to get that more experience in so I can talk to you about more different things. So uh, your, your membership 
in my Patreon is going to help me do that more often. Because uh, it's, it's costing me a significant amount of money to rearrange my schedule to do that. But I want to do it because um, I enjoy the podcast on one and your support means so much to me. And there's that added benefit where if you run into me at these events or if you run into me at an online event, that depending on the tier of your Patreon, I will either get you a meal or a drink in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm going to be trying to go to um, some more events in the coming (laughs) weeks and months, Um, but we'll see how the finances play out on that. As you know, I like to end every episode with a question, and this week's question is, what are you doing to get better at the game? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. Let the past start.